Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at thebuglepodcast.com. That, that bit's important. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a podcast from The Bugle. Hello, I'm Tiff Stevenson, comedian, daughter, middle-aged bride-to-be and unqualified therapist for this episode of Catharsis. You can unload on me. Again, accidentally sounding sexual. Apologies for that. Each week, I talk to a guest about their pet peeves and old gripes to see if I can help them. We also dive into a topical row and a historical beef to see if we can provide some insight and mainly some catharsis. You can sweat the small, medium and ancient stuff with me. This week, my small peeve is the phrase, settle down. The other day, someone said to me, finally, settling down, are we? Firstly, do not want to settle. I'm not snow. I'm not preventing commuters from reluctantly getting back to the office. I am occasionally a flake, though. I don't want to settle. I'm a souffle, bitch. <laughs> Settling as a phrase suggests that'll do. Like, I'm about to marry someone I've been with for 15 years because we finally realised we can't do better. I wanted to go to the Bahamas on holiday, but I settled for Bogner. <laughs> According to the dictionary definition, settle is to become quiet, calm or orderly which is why a teacher says it at the beginning of a class. Settle down, children. Tiffany, hand me that piece of paper. If it's important enough to write it down, it's important enough to share with the class. Top 10 guys I would like to settle down with. Look, let's not settle down. Let's settle up. No, wait, that means something else altogether and I don't want to pick up this patriarchal tab. Okay, how about I'm making a commitment because I can't imagine my life without this person and I love them deeply. Or I'm single right now because I have high standards. I'm just giving you all options Next time someone annoying at a dinner party asks, when are you going to settle down? Now I've got that off my chest, it's time to introduce my guest this week. Canadian comedian, British resident, funny human and fellow lover of handbags, Michelle Shaughnessy. Hello, I am all those things and more. (laughs) Michelle, this phrase, settle down, do they use it in Canada? Yes, they do. I think um, everyone overuses that phrase. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't settle down. You made a commitment, right? That's a better way to say it. Or I'm single, leave me alone. Yeah, but I think saying settled down and settled are two different things. At least at least where I'm from. Right. Okay. So so tell me the difference. S- settling down sounds like a good thing. Whereas settled sounds like 
a bad thing. Does that make sense? Because yes. if you say, oh, I settled down with someone, oh, that's sweet. You guys settled down together. But if you say, I settled for someone, then it sounds like you're like, oh, I can't believe I did this. Like, maybe I should go back out there and try to find better, right? I took second best. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So okay. I think those are two very different things. I described you as a handbag lover. I do love handbags. Uh, we both love handbags. And I would like to bring in a small beef before we introduce your first beef. Mm-hmm that I read a book a couple of years ago and it was a feminist book and in it was like handbags are patriarchal they're not feminist um you just need a backpack you need some flat shoes and uh my handbags as I've gone into middle age have been getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger so I can keep more medicines in them mainly I don't agree with this as an idea I find it really interesting that when women have interests or accessories or 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 anything like that we dismiss them as being pointless and anti-feminist but when men are into gadgets and stuff no one says like about about a man's watch it's pointless but we don't need watches to tell the time anymore because we can tell the time on a phone right how do, how do you feel about that? The idea that like handbags are like frivolous or pointless? Oh, I think it's ridiculous. And I think telling women that things they like are anti-feminist is anti-feminist, you Yay! know? Like, but I, I think a, uh, like an earring on a man is pointless. That, that I'll, I'll, I'll give that, that's pointless. But I just think if a f- handbag makes you feel good, like why is that? have anything to do with feminism well if they put pockets in our clothes properly yeah exactly exactly and we just have we have so i think women are planners so we plan okay i'm gonna need a water i'll put it in the bag i might need my lipstick later i'll put it in the bag might need my deodorant you know men don't plan anything so they don't need purses because they're just going to be out there stinky and thirsty and you know (laughs) because they don't plan to carry things i think if they actually planned as much as women did they'd probably need handbags too Yes, I like that. I like that uh, men are just out there stinky and thirsty. It's true, they are. <laughs> you should put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. I like handbags as well. Handbags and shoes, when it comes to fashion, I've always said this, I like handbags and shoes because they don't judge you. You can lose weight, put weight on, you can still use the handbag, yeah. you can still wear the shoes. I agree. I'm really into designer sneakers right now. Right. Because um, I haven't worn heels since the pandemic, so I don't know... I don't know that I'd be good at it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It does feel hard to kind of find a reason to put a heel on. Because immediately, when you've you've spent two years without them, you're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Exactly, right? (laughs) And so I think for me, having high-end sneakers, it makes me feel like I'm still, like I don't look as much of a slob as I feel. Right. Yeah, you're going, I'm still doing fashion. Exactly. But I'm doing it in flat shoes. Exactly. And they're flat shoes. So that's feminism. Okay, let's get into the first section of the show. We call this Old Grudges. This is the section of the show where we attempt to feed our guests some great water so they can digest an old piece of anger. So, Michelle, I just want you to let it all out. I'm not going to interrupt you, but I will have many questions afterwards. Okay, so before I was doing comedy full-time, full-time, I worked as a temp and I got placed at this office. Um, I kind of worked there on and off for a couple years because the receptionist was always calling in sick. She was always sick. They'd always call me in. And the one day I came in and the boss, the office manager, she was really, she was overbearing. Um, not a lot of people like, liked her, that kind of thing. Um, and I get it. I've been an office manager. I know what it's like to kind of have to run the office. You're not going to make a lot of friends. But she told me in confidence one day, she was like, so guess what? We're going to fire the receptionist. So she's getting fired tomorrow. Can you be ready to come in after we let her go? Can you just come in and can you, would you be willing to work here for full time for a couple months while we find someone else? And I was like, absolutely. I can do that. So 
she shouldn't have told me that that person was being fired. She wasn't supposed to tell anybody. Now, I wasn't supposed to tell anybody either. <laughs> but there was a girl that works at the office named Emily. Hi, Emily, if you're listening. And so I told Emily, because Emily's like, what's going on? Like, this other girl is never here anymore. And she was at work here. And I was like, well, side note, this is what's going on. Okay. So I show up the next day. They call me and they're like, can you come in now? I show up and I go to walk to the reception desk. And they're like, no, come in this office. And it was the office manager and the HR lady. And they were like... Who did you tell? Because I guess one of the higher ups heard that the girl was getting fired and was like, this rumor can't be going around. So because the office manager got in trouble for telling somebody, it came down on me. Am I making sense? Because she wasn't supposed to tell me. Yes. And then I told someone and then that person told someone and then it got back to somebody it shouldn't have got back to. So I got fired (gasps) from this temp job on the spot and they were like, we just can't trust you. And I was like, well, they can't trust you either. Like, you shouldn't have told me. But then they were like, who did you tell? We want to know who you told. And I didn't want to get this other girl in trouble, even though I was pissed at her. So I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm fired now. Like, it doesn't matter who I told. Like, I told somebody. They told somebody. Word got out. What the hell? So they ended up firing the other girl and then firing me, like, immediately after. And I was so pissed because I was like, obviously, maybe I shouldn't have told somebody. But she shouldn't have told me. She should have gotten in trouble for telling me, too. But Emily should have kept her big mouth shut, if I'm being honest. So (laughs) I think originally my gripe was with Emily because I was like, she shouldn't have repeated what I told her. She told me she wouldn't tell anybody. But at the same time, I think my anger is more directed at the office manager because I felt like she fired me to cover her butt because she wasn't supposed to tell anybody. And she told me she could have just said, hey, can you commit to a few months? Like we need a leave covered. She didn't have to tell me that someone was getting fired. And what was her official position? Office manager. Office manager. See, I think this is like a top-down thing. You should sack the office manager. That's what I think too. Like why... Don't spread this piece of gossip that I've just spread to you. Exactly. So I feel like they she fired me to cover her own butt because I could have been like, but she told me, you know? Yeah. So that's how I felt what happened. But since then, the whole company's gone under. So, haha. But I was just like really put off by it. Yeah. Cause I was like, I feel like you're the one that should be getting fired. But I, it was really weird to be fired. Cause like they were like, do you understand what you did wrong? And I was like, no, like I'm not admitting that I did anything wrong. Like who cares? Like it's, it's gossip. Like why would you tell somebody something and expect them not to tell somebody? Like I probably didn't handle it like a champ. Like I was really mean during the firing, <laughs> but I'm still pretty pissed about it. And how old were you? Do you mind me asking when this happened? Maybe 32-ish. Okay. And they were probably maybe about five years older than that, maybe. Okay, maybe right. a bit more. So everyone is not like... Because, you know, sometimes in an office, you know, I worked in... I think the last time I worked in an office was in my 20s. Okay, but so the I girl was, I told was very young. She yeah. was like 22. Right, so okay. that's why I'm giving her some slack. I'm giving Emily some slack. Because she was young and I probably would have like... Well, obviously I did repeat something that somebody said not right to tell. Right on the so. toilet wall. Well, get it written on the toilet wall. Right. <laughs> So-and-so is getting sacked. Um, thank you for sharing this with me. I think that the responsibility is 100%. You're right to be annoyed with this with the office manager because they're the person in the position of... We both screwed up. She shouldn't have told me. I shouldn't have told somebody. So why am I the only one that got in trouble in that situation? Yes. But I also say with you is she shouldn't have passed on confidential information. Um, I wasn't even an employee. Like I'm a temp. Why are you telling the temp (laughs) secrets? Like I don't understand that. Is, is the temp the best person to tell secrets to because you know they're going to be gone next week? I guess so. But why would she ask me to stay for two months if she was going to tell me stuff? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I guess I was just put off because, like, I did a lot for them. And, like, I would come in at a moment's notice for, like, years. They would just call me and be like, can you come in right now? And I was like, sure. So to go out like that, I was yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. I feel like, well, they are paying. 
I'm glad you've got this off your chest. I hope it makes you feel a little bit better. But you said the company's gone under. What market was it in? Are you allowed to say like what area? It was like advertising. Advertising. So they had a really big client. The big client was Nike. Can I say that? Yeah. And then Nike dropped them. Uh, yeah. So then they sweet. couldn't, they had all their eggs in one basket. So Just in the big hire them right so when the big <laughs> when the big company left they just couldn't stay afloat okay yeah well I kind of feel like that's a top-down policy I, f- I feel like you at the top you hire people who you feel represent your values and I would not want to hire an office manager that I that I felt was like just passing on bits of gossip and info and it's horrible to find out a thing. And, and for the girl, whoever the girl was that was getting sacked. I feel bad for her because she was a new mom. Yeah. But she literally called in sick every week. Right, right. But to find out from someone else before. I don't think she found out from someone else. What happened was I told Emily and I guess Emily told other people. And then somebody told another higher up in the company. And the other higher up called the office manager and was like, this you now run the risk of this getting back to this person before. Like, this isn't how protocol is. Once you decide to fire somebody, like, you keep it quiet until the person is terminated because now somebody could have phoned up that person and told them right yeah so it just got back to one of the office one of the higher ups in the company that the rumor was going around did you do a dirty protest as you were leaving or anything (laughs) no I didn't I was pretty mean though like I was pretty rude and I like a few people from the office reached out to me after and were like this company sucks like we're sorry that happened And, and that was really nice they were kept trying to get me to admit that I was in the wrong and I was like no like I'm not I shouldn't have said it, but like, I don't take it back. Like I would do it again. Like office politics are so weird. Like this weird, it's this weird little, I remember when I was, I was pulled into the HR manager's office. This is when I was like 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. I was working as a, um, was it office junior or worked in the post room? So okay. I was like helping with that. And I got pulled into, um, into the, the human resources manager about the, the length of my skirt. Oh, come on. That's so archaic. It was a woman. So this would have been in the, this would have been in the nineties and, uh, late nineties. And this woman was like, yeah, your skirt's too short. And, uh, and I was like, oh, like, has there been complaints? She was like, well, it was just one of the men was Doug. I remember his name was past remarkable, like made a lewd comment. So rather than call him in and say, how about you don't perv on like the young office junior, I'll just call her in and tell her the length of her skirt is too short. That's ridiculous. And I need to dress more appropriately for the like. I hadn't gone out in hot pants like I was nightclubbing, but I but I find stuff like that. There's all these kind of like weird rivalries in off in offices that people are often trying to do their petty paybacks, and maybe we're more aware of it now. I think. Do you think this would happen now, like in a similar situation? With the skirt? Or with no, my situation? Well, just with your situation. Of course, because I think in an office, at the end of the day, everyone's just trying to cover their own butt. So I think if getting rid of the temp is going to save your job, because then you can, the one person who knows that you told people you weren't supposed to tell is yeah. gone. Can you yeah. say her name? Or is, is her name it- is Jen. Jen. So Jen. Screw you, Jen. Screw you, Jen. Screw you, Jen. Thanks for getting that off your chest. Yeah. Um, Jennifer. You're Jen- Jennifer. It sounds worse when you say it full length. I think it was full length. I think her name, I think she went by Jennifer. I bet she was like, this is in Canada, right? Yes. Yeah. She was like, I bet she was like, do not call me Jen. Probably. Me she was very serious. She was very serious <laughs> with like picking her business cards, making sure they were the right thickness, all that stuff. I still want to be Tiff when I'm 90 because I'm really You should cool. be Tiff when you're 90. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your your old gripe with us. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's helped. I hope it's given you some catharsis. And and Jennifer, if you're listening, we don't like you. We're I think it fans. just renewed my hatred for Jennifer, if I'm yeah. being honest. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We're moving on to the section of the podcast we call Unpopular Opinion. A thing that everyone hates that you quite love or um, something that you hate that everyone else loves. Olives. <gasps> oh. <laughs> are you an olive lover? I love olives. Really? I can't yes. believe we get along. I think olives are disgusting. I don't know why anyone can eat them. They're not grapes and they look like grapes and that makes me so angry. <laughs> Our producer's cheering here. Does he have, hate olives too? Olives, Good. Clearly. Good. They're disgusting. Yeah. I don't like them in anything. I don't like olive tamponade. I don't, olive oil is fine, but I don't like any... Olives are disgusting, so and they leave a lingering taste. Is is um is a paste of olive, isn't it? Disgusting. It's like a spread. For- yes, it's disgusting, and I hate olives on pizza. And people are like, just pick them off. You can't. Those wow. olive juices just seep into everything, and they're you'll never get the taste out. It's are you disgusting. talking about the brine? The brine of an olive. See, oh now- my god, you're such an <laughs> olive connoisseur. The brine. You know what brine is, Stephanie? It's juice. It's olive juice. Well, I like to call it olive sweat when it was in a martini. It's disgusting. So, I, do you know what though? It took me to, I think, a certain age. You're younger than me. You know, maybe when you get past forty. No, I will never you know, like olives. Well, I didn't like martinis till I got past forty. So well, I don't change. drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because that was the idea of a dirty martini. I was like, that's just alcohol. I didn't like mushrooms. Sweat. Till a couple years ago. Okay, right. But it will never happen with olives. You don't think your no, palate ever. will will refine? No, I I'm accidentally gonna... ate an olive the other day and I was like, <laughs> it was in a salad that I didn't realize and it was nasty. So even like, because I love a Gordal olive, I like a Queen Green, I like a meaty, oh I like the meatiness. They're all the same. Like the, the meaty. Blech. Sometimes if they've been pitted and soaked in brine or, or whatever, they've not got quite the bite on them. So I like the meatiness of an, an of another olive. Do you use olive oil in cooking? I do. Olive oil's fine. Okay. That's fine. But any other thing that has to do with olive is not fine. Like it's disgusting. Like it really grosses me out. Does the name Olive Garden for a restaurant bring you out in hives? Well, we never had Olive Garden where I'm from. So we had something similar, but I think there might have been one Olive Garden and it was gone long before... I had an appreciation for Olive Garden, but we don't really have Olive Garden in Canada. We don't have it here. I but just know it's a thing in, in the US, right? It it does. Olive Garden doesn't gross me out that much, but I think the name Olive for a kid makes me angry. I was going to say, yeah. what about Olive or Olivia? Like, Olivia's like, fine. I'll get over it. But like Olive, no. Why would you name your kid after <laughs> like, like... Olive oil in Popeye. Food, and- <laughs> yeah. Olive. Mm-mm. There's olives out there going, Michelle hates us. She's Olives are up there with a Jennifer for you. 
yeah, you know what? I'm sure you're fine, Olive, but like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I can't, I don't have the palate for I you. I would take an olive on a pizza or take an anchovy on a pizza. That's, I think that's a Neapolitana. I love them. There's Ugh. something about them. What about that's, pineapple on pizza? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're cool. Yeah. Okay. Olives, no. So we can, we can agree. Um, do you just like eat them out of like the jar? I will eat them out of the jar. Are you one the of those jar. people? I, yeah, I'll Oof. eat olives out of a jar. I will eat olives with anchovies in them. Ew! Uh, pimento. I Gross. will any type of olive. I'm all for it. But also, I am soon to be betrothed to a Scottish Italian. I don't think we could be together. If I didn't like olives, I think. Really? If you're trying to be with an Italian and you've got, you hate olives, that just, it wouldn't happen. Okay. It would end very quickly. <laughs> Thank you very much for your unpopular opinion. Let's get topical. Here, Michelle, we're going to attempt to apply some balm to a stingy news story that's got you all het up. Tell me what's what's getting under your skin at the moment. I was going to talk about the Olivia Wilde situation. Okay, yes, let's hear it. I think if she were male director, none of this hate would really be happening. Um, I mean, I think it would, but I think we all would have forgotten it by now. I think she's being scrutinized more so because she is a female director, whether or not people realize it. And I think the fact that people keep bringing in the fact that she's dating one of the stars in the movie, who cares? Like men sleep with the women in the movies that they direct all the time and we don't make such a huge deal out of it. Right. Um, It does sound like she lied a little to make herself sound good. But again, men do that all the time. So... I do feel like things are coming down more hard on her because she is a woman and it does look like a good movie. So I do want to watch it. Um, But I do think she definitely lied when she said she fired Shia LaBeouf. I do think she lied when she said that because the text messages that he has prove otherwise. But I don't even know why we're talking about it so much. Like, I don't know why it's being made into such a huge deal. I think what it's doing is essentially trivializing the work which is a thing that, like you say, male directors just don't have to deal with. They don't have to deal with... I mean, I can't imagine this being a conversation around Darren Aronofsky's work or Christopher Nolan's work or, you know, David O. Russell. And David O. Russell is notoriously, like, in terms of directors, someone who has huge fallings out with male actors Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But it doesn't seem to kind of overshadow the work to the point where they're at a press conference going, kind of tell us about the gossip. Tell us what's happening. Yeah, I think it's really pathetic what's happening. Like... I do agree it's gossip and that's fun, but like leave that to TMZ. Like why is mainstream media making the movie all about this gossip instead of like focusing on the film? Because like I said, it does look like a good film. Well, I think as well, part of it is there's a kind of mad fandom for Harry Styles, isn't there? That have yes. been very annoyed that him and Olivia Wilde are dating. Just for listeners, if you don't, if you're not aware, um, they started dating. She's directing the film. He's the lead actor. And there are people who were like, it like, I was sort of reading mad things like, this is gross. She's so much older than him. Oh, that's and disgusting. Like, because if that was a man and woman, nobody would say, no one anything. Would say anything. Like, so. look at Leo. Like, he's in the news for dumping another girl when she turned 25. And, like, everyone's making jokes out of that. And I get it. But nobody's like, that's disgusting. It's like quarter of a century. It's yeah. something about a quarter of a century that yeah. Leo just can't. No, he just can't get past it. <laughs> but but yes, so that's so there's a fandom for Harry Styles that that is kind of like that sort of fa- level of fandom where you're like, I just you're not going to go out with him. <laughs> so just well, I, I understand you loving someone and mm-hmm. being into them, but take this kind of level of I believe they call it is it parasocial? A parasocial relationship are one-sided relationships where one person extends emotional energy, interest, and time, and the other party is completely unaware of their existence. Yes, 100%. that That is what a fandom is. That is what a parasocial relationship is. And I think I saw it coming up quite a lot in respect to John Mulaney. 
when he was having a kid. Right. right? Okay. So, so I think there was a lot of like investment in his relationship with his former wife and, and what it all meant. And, mm-hmm. and then, but that's it, essentially, it's kind of like gossip and fandoms and everything else. And I think it's fine to be a fan, but when you come to start picking apart a woman's life, because you don't like the fact that someone that you love intensely in that way that you do when you're a teenage girl. Someone that you like are starstruck by. Yeah. And you have this huge, I mean, now like my teenage crushes, some of them have turned out to be deeply problematic. Who? Name one. Well, like Ryan Giggs. I don't know who that is. He's a footballer who's in court at the moment. Um, uh, Footballer is your first problem. Yeah. Antonio Sabata Jr. What? Who's a trumper. Oh my God. Got bio. Trump really yeah, wow so, you know how to pick them uh, yeah so I some of my crushes are so I would just say to some of these girls you know just just bear in mind that 20 years in 20 years time you don't know how these guys are going to turn out but also just chill don't go for the you know like I don't think that I don't think that he's going to like you if he ever met you imagine if you did meet Harry he's not going to like you if he finds out that you tweeted that you think that his girlfriend should die Exactly. Because you're dating. Exactly. So that's not going to make yeah. him warm to you, is all no. I'm saying. It's scrutinizing a woman's work to a degree that would never happen to a male director. Never. Diminishes. But they're not even scrutinizing her work. That's my thing. They're yeah. not talking about the film. They're no, not saying, sorry, yes. this was bad in the film. Like, I haven't read one thing about it. Scrutinizing her personal scru- relationship. Exactly. So, and if you want yeah. to scrutinize her work, scrutinize her work. But I don't agree with the whole, everything is just about her personal life. Like, why? Well, I know that Jennifer Lawrence on the set of a mother a Darren mm-hmm. Aronofsky film yeah um, and I talked about this in my last show she cracked her ribs mm. um, we didn't find out about that until like way after yeah like I'd seen the film I think and then I was like oh like this kind of stuff came out um, but, well, but look no at one was Quentin Tarantino of- and all the stuff he put Uma Thurman through for Kill Bell right like she talks about almost dying and like having to do like the car scene and things like that and how she felt really how she didn't feel safe and taken care of. But it's like, again, nobody was talking about that at the time. And even now he's still going on to make movies and nobody's like, well, we should probably talk about how problematic that was. Like nobody, but people will talk about this Olivia Wilde thing forever and she might not get other directing opportunities. Can we talk for 15 to 20 minutes on uh, Quentin's obsession with feet? (laughs) He has an obsession with feet? I didn't know that. Do you not know that? No. Oh, wow. Okay. On YouTube recently, I saw a 10 tips from Quentin Tarantino, screenwriting tips from Tarantino. I've had a guess at what I think they are. Number one, get some feet in there. Uh Number two, dirty feet on a dashboard. Number three, feet on the back of a cinema seat. Number four, Juliette Lewis's feet. Question mark. Uh, number five, close up on Salma's toe being sucked. Number six, maybe a barefoot squishing an eyeball. Uh, number seven, Pam Greer, toe rings. Number eight, barefoot dancing. Number nine, don't forget the foot shots. Number 10, feet. Love Those it. are his top 10. <laughs> so there you go. There's some examples of feet in Quentin Tarantino movies. Yes, wherever he can. And I mean, it's great that he enjoys it. He makes it known. <laughs> It's time to turn to our listeners. Michelle, some of the regular listeners to this podcast have sent us some of their own gripes. I call this section angry aunt because I like to get angry on someone else's behalf. I don't even need to get angry. I just will take their side whether I think they're right or wrong. (laughs) So this week's tweet is from Gareth Edwards, 77, who says, I was walking down the road a while back and I was blinking a lot, brackets, both eyes, Due to hay fever and itchy eyes, a group of women were walking the other day and one of them shouted, that man just winked at me, the cheeky fucker. And the rest of the group laughed. I was mortified. 
I think it's cute. I don't know why. I guess you could be mortified by that, but I don't understand what the beef is. Like, yeah, I, you either say, no, I wasn't, and then you offend them, or you just, like, smile and keep keep moving on. Yeah. I don't know that you can get offended when someone says I was. I mean, I was thinking he should say, actually, I'm allergic to people who assume they're very attractive. Um, and then that would be a row, wouldn't it? Um, I like this because it does feel a bit like a Larry David episode. A little bit, yeah. You know, where a man uses more and more extreme excuses to cover up his quite reasonable mistake. <laughs> like, and then, then he ends up having to, like, marry one of them to prove that he wasn't being rude. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I think Gareth... I don't know if mortified is the appropriate reaction. Yeah. I Well, I, I think like lightly embarrassed. Is it the fact that they said cheeky fucker? Is it that the group laughed? But how did they say it? What was the tone? Were they angry or were they like, or did it make them feel? Because maybe he made an older lady's day. We don't know that. We don't know if they were young women. We don't know if it was a senior citizen. We don't know what she looked like. Maybe he made someone's day and he should just allow them to think that. Yes. Yeah. I mean. It was saying they were walking the other way and one of them shouted, that man just went to be the cheeky fucker. I think cheeky fucker is quite like... I think it's flirty. I think it's flirty. I mean, I'm not from here. I don't know what the language is. (laughs) Like, I think it sounds flirty. I think cheeky anything to me sounds flirty because we don't really use that word. Okay. So whenever I hear it, I'm like, ooh, cheeky. Like, it makes me think of flirting. I do feel like that there are cultural differences because whenever I'm in America or Canada... I feel like people are flirting with me a lot. And then I realize it's because they work for tips. Yeah. Well, I, when I first moved here, I thought everyone was hitting on me because they sign all their messages with X. So I was like, <laughs> we don't do that. So I literally was like, oh my God, like he's hitting on me. And then someone was like, we all do that all did the you, time. Did yeah. you think I was hitting on you? Because I was putting X's on mine. Yeah, well, I know now, but at first it was like men, like my agent was doing it. And then yeah. like a male friend or a male comic. And I was like, all the guys want me like my, that's how I felt my particular style is big x small x or sometimes big x two small x's I never go small x why it just feels like it's not like there's not enough emphasis <laughs> I don't know why a small x feels half-hearted like you might as well not well bother. the thing is it's now I find myself doing it to people I'm messaging back home and they must be really confused because <laughs> we don't do that Love you. Yeah, we don't do that. To the person delivering your your Uber Eats. Like, we do XO, but that's only with somebody that you want to, like, XO with, you know? But we don't... What does XO mean, then? Like, hug and kisses. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you would write it, like, at the end of, like, a message to, like, your man or somebody you want. All right. So essentially, in your mind, we're all like, kiss, kiss, kissy, kiss, kiss, kiss. Yeah. I think everyone wants to make out with me. That's how I felt for, like, a good... My good first month here i almost feel like the other way now like if someone doesn't do a kiss it seems really cold like, well, that's what i'm like learning now- like now I, I get somebody that like someone was actually was like well your text message i'm like what are you talking about they're like you were mad i'm like i wasn't mad and they're like well you didn't sign it with like an x and i was like what so i do know what you mean like it's just a thing here that everyone has to do all the time i will say coming back to gareth's tweet the allergy thing it that's a bit of a nightmare having been during covid times as someone who has hay fever I feel like I needed a t-shirt to kind of go, it's not COVID. I have Maybe. hay fever. <laughs> well, he should make a t-shirt that says I'm not winking at you. Yeah. I'm I'm not a cheap. Wait, what did she call him? A cheeky fucker? Yeah. Yeah. He can wear a t-shirt that says, I've got hay fever. I'm not so a cheeky he can fucker. Have a, I'm not a cheeky fucker to go with that other t-shirt from the yeah. beginning. Not a cheeky fucker and... Stinky and thirsty. Men are out here, stinky and thirsty. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I think that's a beautiful point to end on. I feel like we've healed some wounds. I feel like we've reopened some for you. Because you're just re-annoyed at Jennifer. Jennifer, I'm coming for you.
Thank you for joining me on this episode of Catharsis, Michelle. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Just my social media. Follow me at Michelle's Funny, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-S Funny on Instagram and on Twitter. Let's get those numbers up. Unless you are Jennifer. Jennifer, you can just go away. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmagre.